One Nation. Welcome to One Nation Radio, hosted by Richard Ladd and James Boyd. If you would like to become a part of the nation, email us at RadioOneNation at gmail.com. You can contact us using Twitter at One Nation Radio, at DangerRich32, or at James Boyd ONR. We are also on iTunes as well. You can go to OneNationRadio.Podomatic.com and subscribe to the show with the iTunes button on the right-hand side. And after all that, go visit ForeverWrestling.Tumblr.com for instant streaming, much more. Now that you've heard how to reach us, let's get to the show. One Nation, One Nation Radio! Radio. Grand Lodge on the watch. Bless. Quarter mil for the Mustang. Flex. All my niggas gonna cash. Checks. And all y'all niggas look mad. Stress. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Um, this is Rich. This is our wrestling podcast. I'm sitting here with James. And um, special guest Josh, who is on the uh, podcast couple months back with uh, wrestling and racism and a couple other things. It was a pretty good show. Uh, what's going on, James? Not too much. What's going on, Josh? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on the show. No problem. Sorry we didn't end racism in wrestling. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Los you know, Matadores. Maybe we got to try again. Yeah. <laughs> Los Matadores. Who else we got now? There's been a couple ones that... Uh, I, I, recently, there's too many to count, man. Um, well, Link, Linkson's getting a title title run, so yeah, Linkson. there you go. Yep. Um, Ray's back. Not for long. Yeah, they said he was already limping. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard too. Yeah, he was in better. He's in better shape than he was before he left. I don't know if that means much anything, but all right, all who right. Knows. Um. This is the Bill for Survivor Series. Last time we talked to you guys, we were talking about SummerSlam and the whole Daniel Bryan fallout. And as you can see, Daniel Bryan's not the champion right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, last Monday, there was a 12-man tag team match. We had the uh, Shield and the um, Wyatt family teaming up to take on the Usos, Code Dust, and the Indy Mega Powers, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Um, I know you didn't. Um, catch the whole match, Josh. But in the you know small parts you did see, um, how'd you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I caught the ending. It, mm-hmm. it looked it looked really good. You know, it's typical ending to a, a big match like that on Raw. Everyone sitting there finishes. Yeah. You know, mayhem. But I just felt like they could have really used that match on Sunday instead of wasting it on Monday Night Raw. Genius. They, you know, and they they only used it to to bring in Rey Mysterio, who has little to no background with <laughs> with either the Wyatts or the Shield. So I want to say I want to say the Shield would actually attacked him last time because I I think they beat down Sin Cara earlier in the year, and then they also beat down Mysterio. If I if I remember correctly, is, is that how they wrote him off? I think that might be how they wrote what him I off. What I remember what I remember them getting writing off Mysterio is when he, he um, Mark Henry whooped uh, him and Sin Cara's ass in one whop. That's what I remember. That's right. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. they have no. So nah, it's not. No, there's uh-huh. nothing there. It's just incoherent babble. Well, they've done it before. WWE. I try to defend you, but um, <laughs> the uh, I thought the match was was good for what it was. I think CM Punk kind of saved the match because it was just, like dragging at points. And the interesting part was you know the bickering between the Wyatts and the uh, and the Shield. Seeing Ambrose and Wyatt. That that was just hilarious. Bray Wyatt's like, why don't you trust me? Or or just just weird stuff. And of course, you know, my favorite member of the Wyatt family, Luke Harper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that incoherent. I don't know what's he, what he's babbling about. But yeah, like Josh was saying, it was you know everybody gets your finishers in. Um, it was cool, but we should have saw it on Sunday in some type of capacity. Um. On the Survivor Series, um, the the card I want to go over real fast. Like we got, there were six, seven matches now confirmed. I don't know if you heard today, James. Um, they announced Langston versus Axel rematch for the belt. Uh, Biggie Langston, our new Intercontinental Champion. All right, let's start there. If they're going to have that match at some at Survivor Series, then why even have the the title change hands? At the, at Raw Country, when like I mean I understand I, I actually like that crowd um, Monday. It was a really good crowd, and they actually had a pretty good card. But I don't understand why you would have the a belt change hands 
when I mean on t- on TV when you can get it on the PPV. I don't get that. I think they were trying to go for the ratings pop, which I heard about the ratings like they were exactly the same as the week before. So that whole raw country thing didn't bring anybody in. Uh, Shocker! <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> so they're just out here. Yeah, it, it felt very WCW-ish when. Yeah, that's exactly. I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, if they want to bring in the Southern crowd, have a WCW themed Monday night. Have a Monday night show. Yeah. If they want to bring in the WCW, if they want to bring in the, the Southern crowd, they already have it. Like I don't like who like okay. Who I don't I mean obviously I, I, I don't know the demographics but who watches that predominantly I, you would assume it'd be like red states and what are and what are southern states all red states yeah I it, Florida Georgia line God bless their hearts they really didn't do too much for me um, I'm sure other wrestling fans out there there are a lot of people on you Twitter. just wanted to run a remix with Nelly on it didn't you that would have been tight <laughs> that would have been tight I, I wanted to see like Heath Slater come out there or somebody fight them boys you know. Um, it would have been funny had they did another I want movie. I want to see Jeff Jarrett do a... Yes! We got to get back to that. The whole uh, Dolph Ziggler, Jeff Jarrett thing. That was absolutely that hilarious. Was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they didn't they didn't gain any viewers from it. So I I didn't really see the point. But um, I mean, it was a good Monday Night Football game. So that, you have to factor it in, too. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Go, going back to the Langston thing, <clears throat> I don't see that as a bad thing. I I think this is just my logic. If he took the title off Axel on Sunday, then they'd have to continue the feud afterwards, and maybe they want to move him on to something else. So maybe this is just going to be the blow off, you know? They could they could do that. Like, you think they can get him something? You think they're going to be able to get him something that's good? That's or how do I say this? Something that's no, that's I don't, actually legitimate I don't, by TLC. I don't think they have anything for Axel, to be honest. I have a feeling that he's oh, up to it. Oh, not Axel. We're not talking about him. We're talking about Langston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I, yeah, I feel like they're about to move uh, Langston on to another big seed. I don't know with who, but I bet you. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be with Axel. So. I'd like to see him go against Roman Reigns. Like, if they could somehow pop that off, like, a one-on-one, that'd be a real good power match. Uh, you see those two guys go out in the chairs match at TLC. I think that would be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, what about Ryback? Ryback also. Um, That's been teased. You know, like when he first debuted, everybody thought Ryback versus Ry Black. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, first traditional Survivor Series match. By the way, Lance is going to retain the belt, if y'all didn't know. Shocker. <laughs> you want to do predictions? Yeah, who do you predict is going to win that match, uh, Josh? Oh, I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to say Axel just to troll. All right. Are you yes, right. just just to troll. Yep. Um, we saw the. Uh, well, you know they did that with Barrett though earlier in the year. Remember? Yes, they, they the did. Off him, <laughs> and then yes, they, they put did. it right back on him. Yeah. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. When um I saw there was a mystery partner, I originally thought it was like Jericho. Like, to come back or something, but it was Rey Mysterio. I thought it was going to be Sheamus because, you know, that like, too, yeah. but Rey. I was actually, I wanted to text you guys that day and say it was Mysterio. I wish I had because now I'd look so smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're about on One Nation Radio, looking smart. Um, we got uh, Co- Cody Rose and Goldust, as James named him, Code Dust. Yes. Um, the Usos and Mysterio versus the Shield and the Real Americans. Um, I'm just going to... I, I think this is a little bit better build than we've had in recent years. Um, these got these groups at least have some history with each other, disregarding Rey Mysterio. But Rey Mysterio's foreign, so he ties right into that, you know, Zeb Coulter type thing. But, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Cesaro really, you know, take a step forward because Cena's been giving him a lot of the cosigns lately overseas and Cesaro's like getting I don't know if you guys caught the signs. They were like Cesaro section, like yes, all I in saw the crowd. That. Like like yeah. that man's about to take off. I just wonder yeah, but, but, Go ahead, but Josh. think about this. Is it is it a good thing if Cena puts his stamp of approval on somebody? The, the last time that the last time a guy was about to get over big and Cena was like talking, you know, for him was uh uh, I see. Who? Uh, Zack Ryder. Oh, wow, yeah, Zack Ryder. Yeah, you Remember can't... Zack Ryder was... You, you can't be friends with Cena in a storyline. You cannot. Cena's a terrible friend. 
He will steal your woman and get you beat down by Kane. He's a terrible friend. <laughs> and then written off TV forever. And then he'll never, like, Ryback also, that whole thing. He never came to help Ryback, you know. He's a terrible friend. Um, what was I talking about? We were talking about the tag match. The tag Cesaro. match. Okay, Cesaro. Um, we He's co-signing them politically, like it sounds like, backstage, rather than, you know, in the storyline, which is always good to have, you know, one of the top guys co-signing you. Um, but does this match mean anything? Uh, not really. I mean, it could. If they, if they do this, if they figure out how to if they figure out how to get Cesaro away from him, and he turns face and yeah, because you can't you can't be as good as he is and figure out what he figured out with that swing thing to, to make kids love him that way and then run him out as a bad guy for a life. Sooner or later, I'm gonna have to turn him face. So it might as well do it now because I mean, as long as they still out here trying to act like like it's one of the big four pay per views, they might as well do something memorable. Yeah, as um. Seeing how they just turned Miz, there's like an opening for someone else to go the other way. So, we'll see. Um, and that I, came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it all of a sudden said, you know what? Fuck this. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Kofi, again. Like, weren't they fighting last year yeah. over, like around the same time? Maybe yeah. like 14 months ago? Yeah, like right when main event came out. Yeah. They were fighting. Remember, but, remember when uh, Kofi kid him in the face and bust him open? Yes. He cut him in the face. Um, yeah. I, guess, I guess on the on the European tour that they were just on, he he worked as a heel the entire tour. Though, yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. Um, as far as the winners, everybody, you know, I'm I'm gonna say the heels are gonna win. Um, I say heels lose. Josh, I I you know what? My instinct is saying that they're gonna win, but I think the booking. Yeah, actually, I'm just gonna say yeah. I think I think they lose because I think the Wyatt family is gonna go over later in the show. All right. Uh, well, well, let's get into that. Um, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, the Indie Mega Powers uh, versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let, let's just get our thoughts on it. Like um, when you first, when you guys first like. You know, the night after Hell in a Cell, when you saw this pop off, what was going through your minds? Like, for Daniel Bryan, for CM Punk, and, you know, the Wyatts. I thought it was kind of... I thought it was going to tie into the Authority storyline, but it didn't. So, because, you know, after Punk got done with Heyman, it was like, okay, and Ryback was like, what else is it for him? And then it turned out, okay, they're going to... They whooped on CM Punk, who's, you know, over the, the past... Or two years ago had something going on with Triple H actually rest pay per view. Uh and then they basically turned into nah it's not an authority thing because especially when, you know, they um Bray Wyatt was screaming the devil made me do it, you're thinking, alright, either that's that's probably Triple H. Yeah. But they you know they turned it into Or be man. Yeah. Which is, you know, effectively the same thing. Uh so <laughs> it was me, Austin. So I was thinking, okay, maybe maybe that's what they did. And then, like, nah, you're just going to keep it to where it's going to be the Wyatt's. And you're thinking, like, okay, so the most important Wyatt's not going to wrestle in this tag match with literally uh, two of the four big, or two of the three biggest ra- wrestlers in the world. I don't get that. Like, I don't say, I'm, like, how does that not put over their front man? Like, how do you, I don't, I don't get this. Josh, what, what do you think could be a reason why, um, why why it's not in this match? Oh well, I mean, to be honest, he's he's not he's not the best worker in the world, you right. know. Like he's he's good. I mean, if if you've seen any of the matches from like FCW, you know he he is good, but he's not he's not on the level of some of the WWE guys. To be honest, I right. think that a lot of his whenever he he wrestles, his weaknesses are really exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, especially against, you know, some people would look at that and say, oh, you know, that CM Punk and Dana Bryan can make anybody look good, but I don't know if that's the case, you know? Oh, that says a lot for you. If you can't, uh, if you can't get in there with CM Punk and Dana Bryan and make something happen, like, yeah. they, they need to reevaluate, like. <laughs> um, now, but the guy can talk. Yes. The only thing is, what is he talking about? 
no one has any idea. Like, like it's just <laughs> like it'd be it'd be one yeah, thing. Go ahead. Well, why would Dan Grell and uh, Edge and Christian going around pouring blood in everybody? (laughs) But we were also in a different era. Like, we were at a time where we still had Undertaker running around here talking about Creatures of the Night and whatnot. Like, we were still at the beginning of the Attitude Era when that that was happening, so there was a lot of unreality going on. Now, now we basically have guys that are... Um, I mean, hell, we even have Kane dressed up in a suit and tie now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's well, no corporate Kane. there's no unreality. Like, the closest thing you have to unreality left is, like, Fandango being a, a ballroom dancer. And, like... And they don't even make Del Rio like he's a millionaire anymore. Yeah, like, he's, he's a just, He's just mad. He just wants the belt. Like, this isn't... Like, this is in 94. Like, there's just... Like, you got basically, like, a comic book or a non-reality character, like, a comic book, and there's, like... There's like a weak mythology behind them. There's no purpose to them. Like I, I don't understand who Abigail is. Like they talked about it briefly, but they like keep vaguely moving the line and not explaining like filling the, uh, filling in the story about them. And they're just like some weird guy. That's it. And they like, wear. And there's a guy wearing a sheep's mask. And whatever happened to like the whole thing about like him spreading his gospel or all that kind of stuff? Like all he's doing is like, like what was that Miz shit about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I think that ultimately, I think everyone kind of realizes that this is just a vehicle to introduce these three guys. I don't think that this will be a, a forever gimmick. You know, just any group that's ever been like this, say like Raven's Flock or even The Brood, they don't tend to last, but they, they do a good job of introducing new characters, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I, I'm excited for it because I think that this is going to be, you know, a match that will actually elevate you know. Yes, because those, they aren't they aren't stiffs like uh whereas at least um Harper isn't a stiff. Ron I don't know so much. But um Is Harper the the the, the beard the guy with the red hair? Um Harper's the one that does the yeah 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 with a with a dark uh, okay. beard. The black yeah, I can, beard. I can hardly tell I can't even tell them apart. Their names are like just regular names. <laughs> <laughs> um I uh I'm going to say, obviously, I think CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are going to win. They're going to get that Cena and Rock treatment from two years ago. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, to move them forward together because I think they're going to end up working together at WrestleMania. So they're not about to have to put these boys over that hard. Like They have no shot in hell. Unless, Wyatt pull, unless Bray Wyatt pulls some fuckery, they're not winning. Josh? Uh, you know what? Maybe they they can pull the freebird rule and they got one can hop in and hop out. Like that's about it, though. I think I think in the in the past WWE's had a, a a habit of when they introduce new teams like this, they try to get them over, mm-hmm. and they they give them victories over teams of. I mean, just look at the Shield last year. They they beat the top baby faces in the company like numerous times. Every pay per view. Yeah, and it's and it's it does, it's not going to put them above you know, CM Punk and Bryan because they're not an actual tag team. So that's why I think it's going to be the perfect time for them to get the win. And I think uh, Bray Wyatt will have an interfere in the match, and that's, that's how they're going to justify it. So I think that they'll go over. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can see that happening because then these guys will get angry at each other, and then that could possibly be a catalyst for some type of turn with one of the, you know, either Punk or Bryan. What would, you, I mean, what would you think if Brian turned heel right now? Would that be a colossal mistake? Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't think they can. I don't think he can turn heel. I don't think they can turn either one of them heel, like, in the time being, because Punk was just went on, just went on a year-long heel run and just turned back face by going away for two months. Yeah. Then Brian, <laughs> Brian was a heel all of 2000, or, yeah, pretty much all of 2011. And then he's gonna come back yeah. as like the top face in the entire business, including Cena. And then yeah. like all of a sudden they're gonna turn him like that will cool his Jets. I really feel like that will that would kill all his momentum. They they've already cooled that man's Jets. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean like I mean like I mean like cripple him. Like as opposed to like uh, this was pretty much the year of Daniel Bryan. Like if you say who's wrestler of the year, you have to say it's Daniel Bryan. Like this pretty much would neuter him going into not Alberto Del Rio. No, not Alberto Del Rio. All right, all right. Just checking. No. Um, so, uh... I mean, I just, and I was I saying no in Spanish, too. Yeah. I don't think they're capable of it. Like, I know they can try, but, I mean, 
Dude, look at CM Punk last year. I mean, <laughs> he was getting cheered the whole time. <laughs> I mean, the most despicable, literally probably the most despicable heel in like a decade. Seriously. I mean, that that guy was like kayfabe putting the ashes of Paul Bear. Yes. Out there rubbing and basing in it. Basing himself and, in it. And people are still cheering this guy. Like, there's no, he can't get over as a heel anymore no matter what he's, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some time before that ever happens again. All right. Same thing with Brian. Like Brian's getting the biggest pop of any anybody in the whole company, you know. And they're selling so much merchandise off of him. There's no way they turn in either of those guys heel right now. The new Goldface T-shirt. Quick question: If one of them had to turn, if let's say they had to have a match at WrestleMania, and one of them had to turn, who do you turn? Oh, uh, Punk. I say Punk. I okay. said just because he's so natural as a heel. He would naturally make a better heel, but I would I, I don't know. Like I think even though that would neuter Brian, I think you have to make Brian the heel. Like because Punk just came off of being a heel. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of weird. Like and it would be it would be fresh just to see him doing something different. Like um, and he would he would have to turn into like a 2008 Chris Jericho type heel, like where he gets completely away from the yes no catchphrases and he has to just be like all business almost like. But I don't know. I I think I think the only way that you can get Punk over as a heel is if they pull a swerve and he aligns himself with the uh, yeah the authority. Oh, uh, anybody get down with Triple H, pretty much, except Randy Orton. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Um, up next, we just want to talk about the um, World Heavyweight Championship. We got uh, John Cena. Do we really have to? I mean, basically, this is how we're going to do it. Like, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this, go to break, then come back with that WWE title. So this is just fitting that right in there. Um, we got the World Heavyweight Championship, John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio, straight out of the 1980s. You, you know what I mean, Josh? Like, like yeah. it's straight out of the 80s. It's just a foreigner going on, trying to get going the up against, going up against, champion. Like, against Hulk Cena? Yeah. Um, uh, it this this feud right here exists outside the entire realm of WWE. This has nothing to do with anything. Like, it's been better than we want to give it credit for, like on screen. But the idea of it is just so tired. It's so 2009, so 2000, like 2009 and 1980s, which were you know, it's just like seeing. You know what sucks is like I know I know both of you guys are big fans of Del Rio, but there aren't that many people out there that are. Yeah, and the, people the, kill him. But the thing the thing about him is like he literally is one of the best workers in the in the entire company. You know, he can work so many different styles with so many different people. Yes. But the thing that kills him is these these pushes that they give him uh, undeservedly. You know, even at like, like it's just like an on-off switch. Like every like six or seven months, they turn him face, they turn him heel. There's no rhyme or reason to what he does. Well, so people can't. He was, I think he was justified in the last heel turn because he was like, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all cheer someone to cash in on me. Like, what kind of morals do y'all have? Like, it was almost like a Bret Hart type turn where it made sense. Yeah, except the thing was, like, he... I feel like he. He had to fabricate that himself. I almost feel like, like he, like he had to find a way to justify them turning him heel again, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just doing it for, for their, you know, just to fill the void. I feel like. <laughs> I, I feel like the problem is is the fact that he's been around, he's been around a belt for too long. Like it, had yeah. they figured out a way, had they not like botched this whole Ziggler thing with him. And Ziggler moved on with the belt and then dropped to whoever they wanted him to drop it to after that and had uh, Del Rio go off into space or hi- or go into, you know, hiding for a amount of time or had him go fight somebody else, we wouldn't be too bad. The fact that he's always around the belt, it, it, it makes people mad. Yeah. It's like, like, because it's weird. It's like, it was almost, um, like, Del Rio, seeing Del Rio Sheamus last year being, like, three pay-per-views or four. 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 Like, that's kind of like, that's just redundancy. Like, I'm later for this shit. Like, we want something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you guys hit it on the head earlier when you said that his gimmick isn't even his gimmick anymore. Like, yeah. He, he's not even an aristocrat anymore. He's just an angry dude. 
who lost the world title. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just an ang- angry Mexican guy. See, so you, really, that's, you really can't connect with that. Like, like what type of people does that appeal to? That's the problem, is that nobody can connect with his character. And unfortunately, he's literally one of the best guys that they've got working for them, but they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, and he doesn't have a shot in hell at taking a belt off Cena. Cena's still in the opening act of his reign. Um, we but saw, what is that about? What's up? What is it about? Why did they... I mean, like, I've heard so many different reasons people are giving me, but, you know, why did they take their top star and put the title, you know, put the World Heavyweight title on him? Why didn't they have him just... Why didn't they have him come back and face Randy Orton instead of Big Show, you know? If someone was going to take... Spot. I think I think what I'm happening is I I mean I, I text you all this I think what really happened was Cena came back way 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 before they thought he was even going to be back I really because remember it was almost shocking like they just teasing and he just showed up like I really believe he came back before they even thought about it and then it threw a wrench into their entire plans for what we were going to do setting up until the up until like Royal Rumble or TLC. And then they said, well, we got, we have to put him somewhere. And he's like, all right, well, he's kind of off in, you know, in outer space compared to where everything is going with this authority storyline has overtook and everything on TV. So let's just put him with uh, Del Rio because Del Rio's not attached to anything involving, anything. Um, not involving the main story or this, this gigantic storyline we have anyway. So now they're fighting each other. Now what they do after this, I have no clue. Like, does Cena go off to Ryback again or he, something he like that? He could probably go off to Miz, who just turned heel. And then they'll feed Miz to Cena at TLC or whatever. Uh, so we're getting a WrestleMania 27 match yep. at TLC. Good. Uh, Good. Um, but I you feel sure like they, not, they you sure, for a reason. You sure we're not getting John Cena, uh, Del Rio at a, in a tables match? Hey, on, we could get TLC? a ladder match. We could get a ladder match they with them, too. I think you're going to get a table match or something like that. I could. Um, but, um, and then they'll write off Del Rio for like a month or two. So uh, my prediction: Cena wins. LOL. Yeah, Cena. Josh. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, that's a foregone con- conclusion. He's definitely gonna win. When's the I have a question, right? In the last three years, how many times has John Cena lost clean? Twice. Twice. Uh-huh. I'll say twice. What did name it two times? Rock well, and Daniel Bryan. That one clean. Nah, he lost. He lost in that triple. Uh, he lost in that six-man tag too. He got pinned. Clean by someone from the Shield. I think he did, yeah. He did get him clean by somebody from the Shield. And then Darren Bryan beat him clean, too. He didn't beat him clean. Why? He was hurt. He went away for like That's two true. months with an elbow. He didn't That's really beat true. him clean. Like he beat him clean in the fact that there was no injury. there was no yeah. tomfoolery going on, but he was he had a he had an injury, so you could say that he wasn't really Nah. Uh Yeah, no, I mean it's good that takes away from the thing. Yeah. Alrighty. They had to write him off T V. Like <laughs> <laughs> he came back though. Um, that's gonna wrap up our first segment. When we come back, we're gonna talk about WWE not not caring about Survivor Series and also the WWE Championship match, uh, Big Show versus Randy Orton, and the whole Authority storyline. This is One Nation Radio. One Nation. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Um, it's the final countdown. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already talked about Daniel Bryan, but you know this was in the spirit of Daniel Bryan's indie indie days. I watched this long documentary on it. It was pretty good. Check it out on uh, Wrestling Diaries. It was cool. Uh, that's right. He used to come out with that. Yeah, Coke Col- Cabana and Daniel Bryan. Like they were out there wrestling in front of 50 people. This man has three months left before he goes to WWE. It's like he, this man was putting on a line every night out there um but where yeah, about when they fired him and then he had to go back to that yeah that he could you know he seems like he'll be perfectly happy doing it but he's out there choking buddy no no they did fire him remember yeah because he was choking him, buddy but, yeah yeah and then he and then he literally worked like about a month on the indie circuit so he he, he literally went right back to that yeah it's <laughs> crazy yep um the wwe championship match um Big Show versus Randy Orton. Okay, before we get started, I just want to read my, my excerpt from this that'll, that'll get you know some of my thoughts out from this article. It was like um, Big Show and Randy Orton. 
Wasn't this a mid-card match that had extreme rules that no one gave a flying fuck about? Okay, just checking. Big Show cried for three months. Which is very entertaining, by the way. Got fired. Showed up every week. Knocked out Dusty Rhodes. Got his job back. And showed up in a semi one week. Triple H held the title in advance. And Big Show took it upon himself to decide the outcome. As every week went by, it seemed like we were getting closer to the Triple H Big Show match that was brewing. Meanwhile, Randy Orton was there too. Yeah, him. The WWE Champion who's getting all his heat repossessed by Stephanie and Triple H. The WWE Championship has become a proxy for a part-time wrestler and the Big Show. That's depressing. I'll stop there. Alright, my whole thing is this. At what point does... Like, I, I finally saw at the beginning, I ended up watching... Um, I ended up missing the first, like, 20 minutes of Raw um, up until the, the Kingston match. So I ended up watching it today, and I saw what happened. And it's interesting seeing how menacing um, Orton was beating the living hell out of uh, your boy. What's his name? Uh, Maddox. Maddox. I whooped yeah. him out of, out of uh, Maddox. I like how he stole him with the mic. Yeah, he whooped the hell out of him with that mic. He was, like, vicious be- was viciously beating him. Now, my thing is this. If they come out to a part where it splinters and triple and he's all of a sudden uh, Triple H and Orton are going back at it again, I'm all for that. Um, but like what other than that, what they've been doing has just been weird, especially with like this Orton thing, like especially with this Big Show thing. Like nobody really thinks Big Show has a chance in hell because he doesn't at all. Um, he's had probably one of the best storylines, like the best setups for a payoff that I've seen. And the the live crowds are great on it, are loving it. The internet's killing it. Shocking. Um, but we all want to see Dan Bryan with the belt right now. I mean, can we all agree on that? So, wait, so let me, I, I didn't hear that, Kurt. Are you saying that this match has had one of the best builds or, Bryan, or the, the previous story arc like with the Bryan whole, had a the, the whole storyline, like, regarding Big Show, like, it's, it's been like a great buildup. Like he's like he uh, he he disobeyed them. He, they said he was broke. They they treat him. They called as I called him for months. He was the big slave. Yep. He knocks out Dusty Rhodes. He causes Rhodes. Um, he helps the uh, the Rhodes or Code Dust win their belts. Um, then he he's suing WWE and now like they're acquiescing to his roman- his commands to you know, get a title shot. Um, and like. He's basically been like the second, the number two face in the company behind. Uh, well, 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 I'm sorry. When um, Cena was going, he's number two face in the company. Like yeah. that way, the storyline. So, but I, the thing is, like, why are they investing in him again? Is weird. Yeah, that and I don't really like the, the the beef isn't with him and Orton. Is really not at all. And the WWE title is just there. It's like okay, right? All right. Here's where here's where I I agree with you guys. I think they're giving him the a, they're doing the A list treatment. But here's my problem. Like I know it's WWE. And I know it's you know I know it's pre scripted and all that sometimes. But they need to at least make some of these things like a little bit more logical. Like my my thing like okay, do you guys <laughs> you, know when, you remember when uh, Stephanie came out uh, the first time and she was. Uh, and she called uh, Big Show out. She slapped him and all that. She said something to him. She was like, when I was 12 years old, you were my giant. Yes, no sense. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. They're like literally like four years apart in age. So like when she was 12, he wasn't on the roster. He was 16 years old. He was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I think they're trying to like mix in some Andre the Giant there with that whole you know, saying that didn't make any sense. <laughs> then we're, we're supposed to believe that Big Show, who it's been widely reported for years now, he's literally one of the top, highest-paid athletes in the whole company. I mean, he's he's up there with CM Punk and Triple H and all those guys. Under in Orton. Keep in mind, Orton. Orton, keep in mind, like in uh, TMZ pulled uh, Orton's finances out during his divorce. He makes like four million dollars a year from them. Yeah. yeah. Which was shocked when I found that out. But he's broke. But he can afford to travel with the company and show up at every single one of their shows that <laughs> he's been fired, but he's broke. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you guys let some stuff slide, but it's not reality. Like, you gotta keep in mind, like, 
Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, at a certain point in time, was out here getting fired by, by Vince McMahon and being barricaded and kept out of the ring by police enforcement, out of the uh, arena by police enforcement was showing up and doing whatever he wanted to, also on TV twice, you know, giving two segments every night too. So, yeah. I mean, like that's that's also the same same bullshit. Just this, this that was the bullshit you wanted to eat. Like you got to make up your mind. Like you got to let some of it slide. I'm just gonna say say that you know there's sometimes in wrestling. People will take storylines and use them, i.e. TNA is doing that right now with AJ Styles. <laughs> yes, bro. I don't know if you've seen it. They're trying to but, recreate the uh, the whole CM Punk leaving the company with the belt storyline, but they're actually having this man go defend the belt. Better, yeah, they're trying to do it better, but it's already been done. They're, they're having him defend the belt in like the indies and stuff like that, and they're crowning a new champion or whatever. It's like ridiculous. I'm like, y'all are, y'all are so sad. But, uh, so Memphis. So Memphis. Wow. But, but WWE's taking a, a old storyline here. They're taking the Shawn Michaels JBL storyline. Remember when Shawn Michaels was supposedly broke yeah. and he had to become JBL's slave? That's like that same thing they're doing right here. This guy's broke and he's terrible. losing his house. It's it just like, that's what you guys were saying earlier even, you know, we're kind of in this reality era. I mean, they need to have a little, some level of, like, realism to this story. Like, just feel like it's obvious. I mean, like, it's it's back from 1980s type, you know. But my thing is, I, I just... Feel- I feel like it actually is actually follows the storyline of something being actually like a real life problem. Like, okay, he is a part of the company, but there also are NBA players that are NFL players that are living check to check, and their checks are just yeah. to be like four hundred thousand dollars. Like that yeah. happens. So I mean, I don't really see how this. I understand the fact that you're saying he's fired, but he's showing up. Like, yeah, that part's clearly bullshit. Yeah. But the genesis of this whole entire thing was off of a reality storyline. I'm down with it because. I mean, I don't understand. Most people were sick and tired of it after, like, the, the third or fourth time. But big, seeing big-ass Paul White crying and blubbering like a baby was, was like, laugh out loud funny to me. Like, I, I literally was dying laughing every time this happened. Like, when he had to, when he, when he knocked out Dusty Rose and grabbed yes. him and, like, laid him down gently, like, that, that was, was the funniest good. shit ever. <laughs> yeah. When he was knocking people out, I thought the storyline was pretty cool. But, I don't know. I'm just... You know what, at this point, like, I feel like they're going to put the title on show. Like, I know oh that's not going to happen, but I mean, like, they might as well just do it the way that they've been building this whole thing up, you know? What, what, and then they might as well have Triple H beat him at the next pay-per-view, and, you know, that's the real swerve. Triple H is going to have another title run. <laughs> maybe they're... Yeah, maybe, put the belt on Big Show, I had a man lay down. My, my <laughs> finger, the, the finger point of doom, the finger yes. point of doom, yeah. part two. My, <laughs> have him lay down. My, my question is this, right? They have to figure out what they're going to do. Like, I wish, if this was another pay-per-view past, um, this is like TLC, it would make, more, more, it would make a lot more sense. You'd be like, okay, like this obviously, you just want to have this as a filler a filler to fill in until Royal Rumble, but there's another pay-per-view, so it's like, are, there's no way. Is there actually a possibility that this is going to drag on to TLC? I think this is a one-off. Um, I mean, if this was TLC, it would definitely be a one-off. But I don't know because there's TLC. I don't. It, it, it probably is a one-off, but and when is like, when is TLC? December when? Fifteenth. So it's in 15th. three weeks, basically, or four well, weeks. Well, I think. Yeah. Like, do you guys want? Are you guys ready for predictions right now? Because I'll give you. I'll give you what I really. Well, think no, no, no. Give the pay per view. Give the pay per view uh, prediction, and then we'll go on from there. Yeah. Okay. So, so you do want my prediction? So, so who do you think is winning this match, Survivor Series match? Randy Orton is going to win because of the way they're booking it. They made the show look real strong on the last couple episodes, and they're making it so that the Shield, quote unquote, can't interfere. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect. Re- that's the perfect recipe for the heel going over, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna go over because Kane's the insurance policy, and that's what they're building to Kane, and that's going to be the next match. They're gonna. Uh, have Kane and Big Show next month. That's, that's a good idea. I also thought they could um, put the Wyatt family in there too. It was like just because the Shield can't interfere, that mean doesn't mean the Wyatt family. But I like your idea a little better um, as far as with Kane. I just want to know what Kane's going to wrestle in now. I was thinking the same thing in my head. I was literally thinking the same thing in my head. I was trying to say, how can I make it funny? But I couldn't make it funny. And then you brought it up. Yeah, like he can't come. He can't come out there in that suit. What? Well, that would be hilarious. Why well, can't yeah. the IRS wrestle in suspenders and uh, button-ups? Yeah, we talking about like 
who would you rather watch wrestle, Kane or Shyster? Kane. That's my point. Like, I, like, nah. It, like, imagine like if Kane came out there and actually took off the jacket and had those suspenders on, over the top. Like, come on now. Um. But all right, so what do you think is going to happen leading up to Roy, to at least Royal Rumble after after this? Who knows? It's so up in the air with this. Um, Survivor Series has traditionally been a pay-per-view where we get big reveals. We, um, we see returns. We see debuts. Um, yeah, like Shield last year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Rock. The Rock, yes. Um... Oh, wow. Um, That's a Curtis Axel. Yeah. Uh, look, look for, um, during this pay-per-view, this just came to me. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But I bet you if, if the faces lose this, uh, this five-on-five match, uh-huh. there'll, be some tension, there'll be some tension between Code Dust. Oh, they got to get, oh, they got to get, uh, um, they got to get Gold Dust off air soon. Like, what, it's been a month and a half or two months? So he's yeah, they're, they're, they, were, they were hotter than the sun, like, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, and now it's just like... Because they moved uh, the shield off of them, that's yeah. why. It's like, oh, uh, y'all are just kind of there, like... <laughs> and plus, it's like, he's, he's not going to be a full-time Every, wrestler again. Well, I, I personally, I think that they're built... I think the one, the only match that I can say for sure is going to happen at Mania is going to be Cody versus Goldust. It could be before that. You know how they'll get down, but yeah, Monday Night Raw. Like, right. I got a question. Yeah, if they do that on Raw, oh my, that'd be the dumbest. Quick question. That'd though. be the dumbest. Well, that match. You saying that match is going to happen? Okay. Are they going to get a video package? Oh yeah. It depends. I don't think they're going to get a video package. I think Daniel. Bra- nah. I, th- I think Michael Cole is going to fill them in on fill you in on everything that happened while they're walking their ass to the ring and get this over with because they got like four matches that have video packages. Yeah, they like. All I know is that WrestleMania, they better cu- cut down on on the advertisements. The no, that's not happening. Like, well, you already got their money, so like, <laughs> what you advertising? Like, I don't. They no, advertise because they get I money totally, for spots. I totally you know? think that this is going to be a, a a throwback to Survivor Series '93 with the Hart brothers. I uh, think that there's. I think that's what they're going to do. I think. Did I say earlier that I thought the heels were going to lose? Um, I s- did. I did. Yeah. They might. They might. They might win. But if they don't win, uh, one of the brothers probably Goldust will get like uh, beat, and somehow it'll be Cody's fault, and then that will cause the the rift between them start. Because okay. I think I think that's what I think that they'll lose the title just around like maybe next month or maybe around Royal Rumble time. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fight at Royal Rumble. Like they they're gonna be in the Rumble together. Like they could be the, be number one and two in the Rumble. Yeah, that's a candidate. Like so I, I think that I think that's the only reason they brought Goldust back. Really, is to build towards this match. I think it's. A, I think that that's been the plan all along. Yeah, same here. Um, but I've got uh, Orton going over. Also, um, we probably got. Everybody, we all have Orton going over. No, look, nobody that's old, that's younger than four, younger than thirteen thinks that. Uh, <laughs> thinks, thinks Any, that anybody uh, know when the last win. time show won the title? Oh my gosh! The WWE title? Has he ever won the, the WWE, WWE title? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, it must have been like ninety nine. Yeah. Ninety nine. Yeah. Two thousand two. Oh yeah, Big Show and Brock Lesnar. Exactly. Yep. I'm glad I stopped watching then. That was the case. And you know what? You know, pay per view that was Survivor Series. So. He's still here. Y'all know Big Show won the won the belt in his opening match in his career. In WCW. Oh yeah, 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 against Hogan. Yes. By disqualification. Yeah, man, won the belt. Yes. Um, with you didn't know, he have a manager? Wasn't he in his manager or no? I think Jimmy Hart was his manager. Okay. He turned. No, no, remember Jimmy Hart turned. Yeah, he that's turned. right. Okay. Um, WWE. I was. We obviously we've been talking about Survivor Series this whole time. Uh, Survivor Series is always near and dear to my heart. Also, Shameless Self-Promotion wrote an article about Survivor Series as well. Um, 
the Survivor Series is near and dear to my heart because it's a big reason why I became a wrestling fan. Uh, James, as you so eloquently stated, WWE doesn't care about Survivor Series. <coughs> I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to mention it before we got off here. All right, they claim you. They claim that WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Um, Royal Rumble and Survivor Series are the big four pay-per-views and they work everything out around them. At this point now, like, how is, how in the world could you claim that if in all reality that, that is not like at best the, the fifth or four or sixth best, like biggest pay-per-view? Like TLC, like, I feel like TLC and Money in the Bank are bigger than, 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 uh, Survivor Series. I want to say Night of Champions, not TLC. I'll say Night of Champions. Uh, uh, well, you guys are going to Champions out there too. Sorry? Extreme Rules, too, yeah. Extreme, yeah, Extreme Rules at this point. All right, so definitely for sure, Money, money in the Bay and Extreme Rules are bigger pay-per-views. Yeah. And right. then you can throw out, t- you can throw out into the Champions, discussion Night of Champions and TLC. And TLC. So at that, at that point, that makes it, that makes it n- ninth. Or Elimination Chamber. You know, they Jesus don't, that, that, shit ain't, that shit ain't cheap for them to bring so, all that out there. Yeah, like, so, then you can throw, <laughs> so, so yeah. there you go. So there you go. The entire road to WrestleMania. Just say, I just say Extreme Rules because it's right after it's, what uh, backlash used to be, and they get one of the one of their biggest uh, buy rates yeah. right after WrestleMania. Well, that's because you it's get like the hangover. Be- because you get like pretty much all the Royal, all the WrestleMania rematches plus something else. Plus, like all yeah. the matches have stipulations on them. Like this year, because they decided to have, um, they decided not to have pay per view in April after uh, other than so, other than um, WrestleMania. That's why we had two pay-per-views in October this year. Yeah. Like, normally it would have been like, three weeks later, you're going to get Extreme Rules, and it's all WrestleMania rematches, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like it was in 2012, but it's just weird. Like, they, they don't care about it. Like, they don't try to make the format. Like, they had three better matches and opportunity for Survivor Series. Like, so actual Survivor Series rules match. And they botched it, and we end up with this, like, almost, it's pretty much a throwaway. Like, yeah, it, like it's not going to mean anything. They have, like, you know, a little bit of history. But talk about some of your favorite Survivor, Survivor Series teams from the past, if, if you can remember some off the top of your head, Josh and James. I can't, I can't remember my favorite team, like, every member on it, which is, which is pretty bad because it's I like, can probably I figure it out. Sure. If, if you throw it out there, I can probably figure it out. Okay, so, so in my opinion, the best Survivor Series match, even better than the Alliance versus WWF match is Team Bischoff versus Team Stone Cold. Yes, very very good that's, match. Yes, that's that's an incredible match. The one where, that was Randy Orton. That's the first time Randy Orton was the sole survivor. Yep, and then Shawn Michaels uh, was basically fighting for Austin's career. Basically, like it was, yeah. it was very good drama yeah. in that match. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, so, Team Angle. I don't remember who was on the match though. I think it was Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. That same interview. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I'll take it all the way back to 1989, like the Survivor Series I basically wrote about. The Hulkamaniac team, like you had Hogan, Jake the Snake, and Demolition. Um, you had, let's see. Um, I know personally for me, while you um, while you're waiting, Rich, like I know. One comes to me, I can't remember who the exact match, but I remember specifically the moment, not necessarily the match, but the moment, was, um, it's the Steiners and Lex Luger. Yes. And, and uh, oh. they, they asked Undertaker to join, <laughs> to join their team, and keep in mind, this is back Undertaker is in full, like, it's, it's, no, like, he's in, like, keep in mind, he's in full dead man with Paul Bear and the urn and the, and dark, you know, the dark black hair wet, and you can't see his face, and he comes out before Raw, and uh, all of a sudden he opens up his jacket. He says, "I forgot the promo, but he's talking about the U.S. How much he this dead man loves the U.S.A." And he opens up his jacket, and you see like the original um, U.S. American flag, like sewn into the back part of his jacket uh, of the thirteen original colonies. And the crowd goes ape shit, like they lose their mind. Yeah. Like, and you see like Scott and Rick Steiner and Lex Luger jumping jumping up and down and hugging each other. And so like they got Undertaker. Yeah. It's like the most it, like that is the definition of unreality. Yeah, like complete unreality. <laughs> like, and, 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 and a part, the funniest part is this might have spawned the American badass. <laughs> like, like a decade later, and we didn't we didn't even realize it. Yeah, you know, yeah, Undertaker always been about America. Yeah. The American bad, the American dead man. You didn't even know it. Yeah. Um, also, you know, uh, you know a match I like. 
thinking back, it just popped in my head is there was a there was a Warrior versus Perfect match, huh? Not sure. Okay, I remember the team for sure was Warrior, I think the Rockers, and Kerry Von Eric, Texas Tornado. And I, I if I'm correct, they were against Mr. Perfect's team. It was like Perfect, I think it was like some B list tag team. I can't remember I remember that match being actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about, yes. Um it was ultimate it was Mr. Perfect and Demolition. Versus Warrior, the Legion of Doom, and Kerry Von Eric. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Is it that because, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's from 90. 90, yeah. Um, There's been so many Survivor Series matches, man. Yeah. Yes. Like, also the, the 1998 Survivor Series with the tournament, you know, for the for the belt where Rock wins the oh, first title. Game? Yes. Um, obviously, you have the Montreal Screwjob. Um, Survivor Series is like a huge thing in the company. Well, they the, just kind of the first, the first elimination chamber in O two. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, when one, uh, when uh, when HBK went over, they didn't have any. They didn't have a Survivor Series match that year, but that was kind of a good alternative. Um, one like I can't remember the match. Um, the match was um last year. Yeah, last year, and it was oh um, the Ziggler Orton the, Z- the Ziggler Orton had ended like I, that that match ended like he ended yes. with his, it was that great was very good. with a super kick and you thinking okay like Ziggler finally has an opportunity because you know Night of Champions Orton whooped his ass yeah <laughs> like you remember how he ended he, he he threw him up in the air and gave him the RKO yeah like he was yeah. like a rag doll it was almost some like WWE like WrestleMania the arcade game shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta throw the alliance match in there. Like on one side, you had a Brothers of Destruction, uh, Big Show, Rock, and Jericho versus RVD, Angle, Booker T, um, Austin, and Shane McMahon. Yeah, Shane's my favorite. Then, um, yeah, like you said, Luger, Undertaker, Rick, and Scott. Wow, 2004 is pretty good. Also, yo, you know what match is good? It's the ninety. 90- uh, the 93 Survivor Series match I talked, I mentioned earlier was the Hart Brothers. It was supposed to be the Hart Brothers against Jerry Lawler and his Knights. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, and Jerry so, Lawler got in some legal trouble. Yeah, yes, they had Shawn Michaels fill in. It made the match way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that started the whole 94 to 95, actually, storyline between Brett and Owen. Mm-hmm. You know? Also, and Bob um, Backlund and all that. 2006, you had um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Hardy Boys, and CM Punk, and they won in the sweep. Oh, yeah, they swept. The whole uh, crowd was was chanting CM Punk that night. I got one for you. It's rated RKO. I think yeah. John Morrison. And, like, somebody else. Like jobbers, right? <laughs> I got, I got one for you. It was, a, it was a four, it was a four man uh, team to, uh, Survivor Series in '95. It was Shawn Michaels, of Ahmad Johnson, Sid, and uh, Bulldog versus Yokozuna, Owen, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas. Wow. Oh, uh, oh, is that the wild card match? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that match is pretty, pretty crazy. I'm just looking at the car. I don't even remember that match. I gotta go watch it now. I feel like I just picked it up. It might have sucked for all I know. Like, yeah, somebody just got beat by a sunset flip. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sunset well, that, that, flips. that whole wild card match was crazy because remember the whole idea was that none of these guys were good guys and bad guys on the same teams. It was just like thrown together, so they didn't want to tag each other or like work together at all. Most of them. <laughs> um, the. Other one I was thinking about. What year? I'm botching right now. What year are you? Well, what? You know what is one of my favorites? Uh, the very first Survivor Series, the uh, the main event, Hogan's team against Andre's team. Yes, that's um, very good. Hogan ends up getting counted out uh, because of the the heel team like holds him outside, mm-hmm. and that's where we see Bam Bam Bigelow ends up being the the last surviving yes, uh, member right, on the three on, one, three on three on one yeah. up there. 
Yeah, and he gets it all the way down to just him and Andre, and Andre pins him. I mean, that match was pretty epic. And back then, you know, that was that was only the second pay-per-view, well, the second main pay-per-view that they would end up having after WrestleMania. You know, so seeing Hogan and Andre in the same ring at any time was huge. a huge deal. Very big deal. You know, we forgot to mention. Who? You were talking about these the individual um, Survivor Series matches. We forgot to mention Hogan Undertaker. Oh my gosh! Oh. We forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the Tuesday in Texas. Oh my gosh! That led to the ninety-two. That led to the ninety-two Royal Rumble. That was yeah. for a reason. Uh, uh, 2009, Kofi Kingston eliminating CM Punk and Randy Orton within two minutes of each other. That sounds like bullshit. Doesn't it? Like, yeah, what, look how far, 2009. Yeah, I wasn't watching. Like, the only thing I watched from wrestling in 2009 was WrestleMania 25. Um, what about The Rock's debut, um, uh, in 1996? 96? Um, who, and, I always find that, Maivia. yes, I find that yeah, match that's... interesting because on the other side you have Goldust and then you have a guy who's became one of his perennial rivals, Triple H, was on the other team. So it was... You know, kind of from there, it was all built in. Like, yo, how about how about 1990 Million Dollar Man's team the debut of the Undertaker? Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, uh, and they took on Dusty Rose and Bret Hart. That match had the terrible ending. Wasn't wasn't Hart the sole survivor? No, or no, he million lost. Million Dollar Man, like Bret Hart, used to never win, bro, ever. Like, and he always felt terrible for him. Like the year before, like that, it was like a mass criminal, and like everybody like runs out of the. St- Runs out at the end, like I forgot how it ended, but like you have like I believe Kamala's in that match. He runs out, or Junkyard Dog, whoever the the black stereotype it was that was in that match. Bad News Brown runs. Oh, Bad News Brown, yeah, yeah, that one. He's running, yeah, that yeah. one. He's running out. It's like Undertaker's running out. He he doesn't even he just he gets counted out or yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's a bunch of foolish happening in that match. Um, yeah, how, how about Bad News Brown being invited on? To numerous team every teams. year. Yes, and he left the he same never way. Never gets along with any team ever. Uh, Ever. One of my favorite matches was the um, 1989 Survivor Series. It was Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude with the um, Rujos against Snuka, Piper, and the Bushwhackers. Um, it, comes really? down to, it comes down to Mr. Perfect and Snuka, and Perfect just looks like he's head and shoulders better than everybody else on the roster at the time. What My question is this. What about that 90, like 94, now height of that unreality shit? Was Team Lawler versus Team Doink, and they had the midgets on oh both my sides. God. What about Wink, that? Team yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. And Stink versus what? Steezy, cheesy, and queasy, or whatever, or sleazy? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible midgets out there. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was a bunch of like crap. Like who booked this shit? Like <laughs> a bunch of stuff going on. And granted, like we overrate like the attitude area as far as everything being like consistently great because there's a lot of garbage going on, but. 1994 and 95. It, like, it was a bunch oh, of, like, they're, they're, like, I don't know if it was just the, the talent in WWE was so diluted because of everybody going back and forth between, like, um, they like, got, like, their, like, talent got, got stretched out from people going back and forth between WCW and then, they probably had, weird. like, six guys. And then, and then guys that would have been ready would have, were in, like, ECW also, but there was, it was, it was a rough patch for them. Yeah. But, but you know what it was in 94, 95, like, Here's the interesting thing is that they hadn't really started the Monday Night Wars full fledged just yet, and you know they lost their biggest the, star. Yeah, that yeah, too. They, they lost Hogan, but it the really, biggest star it, ever. It, it, it came down to the steroid thing. Yeah, there was like a so? back, there was a backlash on wrestling then. That's true. Um, that's that's what the backlash was all about, and then that's why they started covering everybody up, and they started you know, de-emphasizing the Hawking characters, and they started over-emphasizing these cartoony characters. They, they didn't want it to seem like it was an athletic sport. That's when they really started getting sports entertainment. Yeah, me... They didn't want to get, they didn't want to get, you know, arrest, you know, arrested for a federal <laughs> violation. It's, it's just an odd time. Like, you look back at it. Like, I, there wasn't much, there wasn't much good, like, stuff you can draw back other than, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Well, well, we talked about this during the break. Uh, speaking of '95, is that Diesel uh, Bret Hart return match? Yes. So, you know they they wrestled that Rumble that year. A pretty good match. Like probably Bret Hart's one of the only guys that can get a good match out of uh, 
Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that second match, that no holds barred match, is crazy because you see basically both guys are using heel tactics the whole match. They're both baby faces. Yeah. And uh, you, you see the very first, aside from uh, back in the 80s, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this video, but uh, probably race pile drives Hogan through a table. Wow. Back on Saturday Night Main Event, the table doesn't break. And, and uh, Terry Funk did the same thing to Flair in NWA, but other than that, no one had ever really, those were like the only two times people used tables. Right. And then all of a sudden, 95, you see Diesel throws uh, Bret Hart off the off the freaking apron yeah. into the Spanish announce table. That's the first yeah. Spanish announce table break. <laughs> Which is legendary. History. Legendary. And, Dude, the kids, the kids in the crowd, because they actually had the, the kids scooted back pretty far from the rail. Mm-hmm. They start, dude, they start running, like, from all over the arena huh. down to see Bret Hart. They're freaking out, bro. I've never, like... Bret Hart's even dead. Out. Bro, that is, that's literally how they looked. Like, it was, cra- it was crazy to see people react to a bump like that. But, I mean, you know, for 95, they'd never seen anything like that. It was, like, groundbreaking. And look where we are now. <laughs> Survivor Series is just there. It, it's at best like the the seventh or eighth best pay per view in a year. Like yes, and the only ones that's really better than now. If you, you mention like that, that means like only over the limit. That means only better than is like the ones that get changed and rebooted every yeah. single year. Yeah, like the ones that are yeah. like the ones in June. Like that's that's yeah. the ones that get rebooted. Like if King of the Ring was still around. Oh, it would. Oh my god. Oh, oh. They need to bring back King of the Ring. They need to bring back King of the Ring since they they got rid of it. Not not only do they need to get rid of King of the Ring, but they they desperately, desperately need to invest in a tag team tournament of some sort. (laughs) I'm like, seriously. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many guys that are right now tag team wrestling is doing great for the guys that are in the main event scene, but the rest of the tag teams on the roster. Poor I mean, Usos. you got yeah, you got the Usos, you got B and B, you got like Camacho and uh and the other dude. And if you had a tournament, as Unico, yeah, those guys have, have I don't think they won a single match since they started tagging. You know, three <laughs> and B stuff like that. If you had a tag tournament, you could have these guys at least build a resume, and people would care about what was going on, you know, and That'd they'd actually have a reason. They have a reason to have these guys wrestle each other, you know. It would be a lot easier for them to, as opposed to have all these guys just twisting in the wind with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, why exactly. can't, like, why can't, like, they figure out, like, okay, we need to throw, at this point, oh, we have nothing for you as an individual wrestler? All right, we'll throw you in a tag team with, like, Miz, Kofi, um, Wade Barrett. Oh, I like, like guys to see Del like, Rio get involved in, in Yeah, in Del, a tag team. Del Rio, after this whole ass when he takes from Cena, like, yeah, we're going to throw you into a tag a tag team and then have you in contention and put you on TV and then you don't have to talk as much and we have nothing for you, really. Like, they need to make him, like, they need to align him with Camacho and Unico. Yeah, we talked about that. Have yeah. him be his, his, uh, his, his goons. His or goons. Oh, if he has all this money, you know, and all that, like, that'd be a good look for Del Rio, I think. Have, have, you, have you guys ever seen the Crockett Cup? From back in the eighties, have you ever caught any of those matches or, or whatever? Cup, I've heard of it, never watched it. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, literally, I mean, they're they're having tag teams not just in the NWA, but from like all over the world, from like Japan, you know, Mexico, and they would have like a three day three day straight long tournament of just nonstop wrestling. I mean, wow. the, the matches that were on those cards were. I mean, like, that's why we have the Legion of Doom, you know. It's one of the reasons that they're so big today. They they won that tournament. Uh, I think Dusty and Nikita won that tournament one year. I mean, if, if WWE had something like that, they'd, they'd have a reason to have tag teams, you know. Unfortunately, we got the build-up that we got for, uh, you know, the botching storylines and, you know, CM Punk and Daryl Bryan have to fight the Wyatt family and all these other things. Yeah, I'm, excited. I'm excited about that match, though. It could be good. It could be good. Um, we need some good wrestling after the last two pay per views. Yes, two, maybe three. Three, four, four. Hell in a cell is a high. Yeah, uh, I mean, October, like even, they got screwed by the even two pay per views. SummerSlam is not justified without a. If, if the babyface doesn't prevail in the end, then there was no point in that SummerSlam ending. 
Well, you would assume it made sense had, you know, there been some type of build-up to Survivor Series, which would have made it hot, but they didn't do that. So, like, we still have no resolution for the whole, like, see, or Shawn Michaels screwed Daniel Bryan other than he put him in the, the S-lock. That's the only resolution we got. Yeah. Like, we get him off fighting these hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah, the best wrestler in the world fighting hillbillies now, as opposed to going after the belt, which he rightfully should have. That's what we got. I hope they fix it in the Royal Rumble. That's going to end the show. <laughs> we, we're going to walk off on that note. Uh, you can catch the new articles. You can find them on foreverwrestling.tumblr.com. Um, also, onenationsports.wordpress.com. Brand new this week. Um, also, you can go to SB Nation. Check them on our Twitter account. Uh, we're up to like 153 followers. Thank all of you guys for rocking with us. Um, keep hitting that follow button. Uh Josh, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, Sunday Survivor Series. We'll probably be back sometime after that to recap whatever, you know, swerve may happen. Um, James, you got anything to add in there? We need good wrestling. <laughs> we want good wrestling, goddammit. We need good wrestling. Yo, we should have talked about what's happening in TNA. They're imploding right now. You must be out your mind. I don't watch TNA. <laughs> Get out of here. Look, you, look, we can do that, but I'm going to hit this space bar first so these people don't have to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> this is One Nation Radio. Later.